That could be hate speech. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Welcome to episode number 34 of Planet Rage, and they got it so close, Larry. 35 people <laughs> shot in Chicago this weekend. Whoa. So close Either, to the show. Wow. Jeez, that's a big number. It hasn't been like that in quite a while. Maybe ever. Nine fans. Is that a record for this show? It was close last week, but I forgot because I went right into something else, so I don't think we yeah. mentioned it. But it was in the 30s, I think, last time as it well. Was. Okay. The weather's getting warmer. That means. Wait, how many How many dead, though? Don't Nine. Nine. Yeah, that's, nine. That's pretty big. That's a big kill ratio. Wow. Thirty. Yeah, thirty-nine out of thirty-five. That's uh, holy shit. What a little over a quarter? Twenty-five percent over. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Welcome to Chicago, or not? Welcome to Chicago. I mean, I yeah. know you're leaving Los Angeles, but you're not headed for Chicago. I know. No. 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 <laughs> no. no. You're headed for somewhere a little more uh, sane, I'm guessing, and warm, which is good. I would hope. We'll see. You, yeah, well, just, you, you know, I'm just thinking you also could get one of them big RVs. Exactly. We may just wander for a while, Darren. We'll see. But if you do, I'll, I'll expect an unexpected uh, uh, doorbell ring from me. <laughs> it's like, what's <laughs> what's that big vehicle out front? Hey, Darren, what's for dinner? That's right. <laughs> steak, most likely. That is uh, it's the way to go in Chicago. It's either steak or pizza. And either way, you win. That's true. Good. You know, the few times I've been out there. Yeah. The steak and pizza are both very good. But there is uh, more insane stuff going on in the world. And we will get to the whole Ministry of Truth thing, because if that doesn't scream 1984, I don't know what does. Yeah. But there was a story that I saw that then I've it went from like, oh, this just was on my radar because I did a whole random thought on the little Apple tracking devices. Yes, you did. And that was back episode 170 of Random okay. Thoughts, January 12th of this year. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a surprise to me when I saw one story pop up about, oh, family tracked at Disney World. I thought that was an interesting uh, mm. little key to add into there that it happened at Disney World. It wasn't a surprise to see that thing pop up once, but then it popped up again, popped up again. And this story is nearly everywhere, including on Breitbart, which. Oh. Breitbart doesn't grab every story that's out there. No, they don't. There's only usually a handful of stories there every day. This one made it. And it bugged me. Because one, I understand the technology. And two, the way the family was handling this was a little bit bizarre. Because if you go and watch the news reports, and there were multiple, or you can just read the news articles about this. 
You'll see the mothers like, oh, we were terrified. We were panicking. I was hurt. This is horrible. I don't know what to do. This was. Mm. And okay, you can make the case a little bit that you're trying to raise awareness, but this happened to a Sports Illustrated model like four months ago and made news everywhere. Right. And I was wondering that. I'm like, well, what doesn't make sense is that the articles are then pointing to the woman's Facebook page, which on her Facebook page is posting all of the different places that covered this with her being interviewed. The daughter, who is 17 years old, on her Facebook page, linking to the articles where they're being interviewed. The daughter's last name appears to be different, and that was even in the one news report when they show the little name underneath, they give the daughter's last name. And this was all like, oh my God, my daughter was being tracked. And the thing that then bugged me with the fact that you're going on national news with your city, with your daughter's name, (laughs) it was like two clicks until I was able to find their home address. Sure. So if you're really worried that somebody at Disney World saw your 17-year-old daughter and you were paranoid that they were going to that they put a tracker on her to go find her. Would you make yourself this public? It it seems a little bizarre, doesn't it? So, you know, yeah, we'll find out. Yes. Now I looked, you know, I did my due diligence and this, the daughter has a uh, YouTube page. I know that's a surprise, but she does YouTube videos. She has an IMDB page because she made a bit part appearance in some television show and on her likes on her Facebook page, like 50 likes went to different casting companies. So I'm wondering if this is just a scam. There you go. Detective work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. To get her face out there. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because she's looking. looking, She's decent, like five foot 11. So I'm assuming plays like volleyball Mm -hmm. or something like that. Okay. Right. But it's like, okay, so you're into acting. None of this is mentioned in any of the news reports, but you're into the acting. You're trying to get cast on various roles. Of course, a little bit of publicity would go a long way because part of the story that didn't make sense was they got the alert when they were leaving the park, which makes a certain amount of sense because the way these air tags work is that the person who buys them. And these things cost between 25 and 30 bucks, depending how many you buy. Okay. You attach that to your Apple device when you buy it. Right. And then you can track wherever this little disc goes. And it's about the size of a half a dollar or so. I mean, they're not super small. Mm. And then you can see where this is no matter what, because there's iPhones everywhere. Right. And that's what they use to track. So if you take one of these devices and you drop it in the middle of the desert, You'll only get its last location unless somebody else with an iPhone rolls by and gets a little ping no. from the device. How creepy. No, is there an Android uh, counterpart to this? Or there are. It's just Apple. There are. Okay. There are uh, counterpoints on that, which, I mean, the interesting thing is with the Apple iTag is if you don't own an iPhone, yeah. you're not getting an alert unless, which, who would do this? You 
have the ability, if you have an Android phone, to download a specific Apple application to your phone to do nothing but look for an iPad, uh, an Apple iTag that was attached to you. Okay. So, so nobody's going to do that. Right. I mean, I, maybe somebody's going to do it if you're really, really paranoid, but it's a weird kind of a thing. Hmm. So it's only if you had an Apple device, if this family did not have an iPhone, they would not have gotten this alert to tell them what had been going on. And the device will only alert somebody new if the original owner is detached from the device. Meaning if I put this Apple tracking device in your back pocket, as long as I'm within like 10, 20, 30 feet of you. It's not going to let you know because it still thinks it's I'm close enough to the device. Mm-hmm. It's only when the person monitoring the device gets separated from it that it will tell the person that they're being tracked, which is also a very weird thing. Yeah. But it's to get away from the fact that some people might have these on their car keys and then mm-hmm. get on a train or somewhere where they're traveling with a bunch yeah. of people and they're all moving pretty much in unison. I've seen them on key key fobs. Yeah, I've seen those. Is is there any any way to um, you know disable a thing, shut it off, or is it constant? It is a, a battery. That, I'm assuming it's a watch battery that goes into this. Okay. That the battery lasts for about a year, hmm. which make these things great if you can sneak them onto some. I mean, in a vehicle, I understand it, but I was hmm. kind of trying to figure out. It's like, okay, how would you do this? to a random person that you see at a theme park. Right. Because it's the size again of like a half dollar and it's, you know, heavy enough. It's not like it's nothing because it has batteries in it. It has little radios in it because it needs to transmit. So, I mean, it's as a keychain, it's not that big of a deal, but if somebody, you know, put this in your hand, you would know it's there. You'd know it, but if they dropped it in your backpack or, or purse, you might not. right? Right. That would be the, the question. And, that was the other issue with this is, well, they got this information and they were so scared. They just like shook out all of their belongings and they couldn't yeah. find it. And then they took off. But it must have come out. So they didn't have very conveniently didn't have the actual tag in order to uh, file. I mean, they filed a police report, mm-hmm. but without the tag, they really couldn't do anything. Because you can't track down, I guess, which I also find weird. I would think that Apple, since they alerted you, I would think there would be some key information about this device when you are sent the alert. So when it says, hey, Larry, somebody's following you. I would think maybe the ID number from that device would be sent to the phone that it was tracking. But who knows? Sure. Now, quick uh, sidebar here. I would imagine that this thing has put LoJack out of business. Right. Pretty much. It's a very yeah. similar kind of technology, which if you mm-hmm. just put this in your car. Yeah. Where people would, yeah. Would people yeah. wouldn't see it. It's like, yeah, that overall would work really well for twenty five bucks. Yeah. And I understand that it's easy to put on somebody's person if they're not looking for it. Like if I had some time with the winter coat, it would be easy to slip it in the lining and then and then right. hide the fact that it's there. Yeah. But in a Florida theme park, I'm still wondering. And then where that, you know, oh, well, we shook out our clothes and then we didn't have that. I mean, it's possible that everything they're saying is true. 
But there's a lot of red flags for me in this story, especially knowing that the daughter is a well, seemingly is looking to get noticed to be an actress. And mm-hmm. are, if you're that afraid, if you really think somebody saw your daughter at a theme park to the point where they would put a tracker on her. Right. Would you really go on the television like, hey, I'm over here. I live in this town in Tennessee Sure, over here. Sure. Yeah, it just seems very strange. <laughs> Mighty suspicious. Yes. Yeah. So always look at all of this stuff when you see news stories and go, does it make sense? Does it not? Now, if the mother was the only one talking and the daughter wasn't on camera, maybe I'd believe it even a little bit more. But it's like it just seemed like they're way too happy to get the exposure. And it's like, I don't know if you were really that afraid you would want people to know, but you wouldn't be putting your face in front of them. Mm-hmm. Somebody else could tell the story. The father could have told the story. But hey, don't look too closely. Don't you know? always ask. <laughs> this is why this is why this whole question of who gets to decide what is misinformation? Oh, please. This is it. I mean, this is why you can't have a you know, bored or whoever to sit around and go, well, what is true and what's not? Yeah. Because I mean, it's horrible to go, well, maybe these people are lying. Well, I'm compiling a glossary always in my head. It's like a, it's like a a program that runs in the background (laughs) of, of words that I hear that immediately make me uh, sort of discount whoever just spoke them or, or tweeted them or posted them. Oh, so there's there are keywords that if keywords. you hear them or see them, it's like, yeah. no, can't believe exactly. you. Yep. And, uh, you know, one of them at the top of the list or two are, are misinformation and disinformation right there. Because that's just to me, that's just a, uh, uh, you know, a dog whistle. It says I like censorship. And uh, and then other just stupid versions of it, like I've seen very often now on Twitter lately is people using the the you know non Webster approved abbreviation for inspiration of inspo. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. What, it's a favorite of Stephen King, once a great writer and now just a chooch. Um, but I see frequently tweets from him about the inspo. Shut up. So there. Well, you know, they only have a certain amount of characters on Twitter, so you have to. Well, yeah, but you know what? They're using it even when there's plenty of room left. Yes. Yeah. That's how the language changes and it all gets bastardized. Yeah. But the fact that there are people on both sides of the political aisle that seem okay with the concept of we need a ministry of truth or we need whatever what are they actually calling this a disinformation uh board governance board yes yes the disinformation DGB. government board it's uh it's very strange it is very it's strange very, it's very evil what it is it's very evil it is right out of 1984 mm-hmm. no question about it and of yeah. course jen pisaki was asked mm-hmm. about it yeah and this was her response I think what's important to note here is what the board is doing, which is continuing what is important disinformation related work that began under the former administration. Okay, now what actually started under Trump because it was not a disinformation board? I know he said fake news a lot, but I don't remember there being anything on a government level that was looking for what was 
misinformation and what wasn't. Did I miss this? Because I would think that would have been on the left. The mainstream media would have been See, screaming. Every, Darren, wait. Did we get cut? Oh, we're getting cut off again. Every time. Every time we start going into anything good. Anytime we start going into anything with a little bit of uh, some heft to it. No, you get me, Darren. Hello. Yeah, I'm because gonna, I'm going to refresh this here. Reloading the page. Everything will be fine. Trust. Trust the overlords. Waiting on Larry. It's always right in there. You put on Jen Pisaki. You see how evil Pisaki is, trolls? You see how evil Jen Pisaki is? You play her voice. And the clean feed just can't handle it. It can't handle the mistruth. You're back. Yeah, there you are. There we are. Okay. <laughs> like I said you play Pisaki. Yeah, that's it. I'm telling you, this is there's no coincidence. This is happening too frequently to be a coincidence. Clean feed cannot handle the misinformation. No. <laughs> I think I think that uh Pisaki's a trigger word for them. Ooh. Yeah, that would be one that they'd be uh some three letter agencies are going through. But let me replay this here. Yeah, please. I think what's important to note here is what the board is doing, which is continuing what is important disinformation related work that began under the former administration. Okay, what started under the Trump administration? I would think I would have remembered if there was some government agency about misinformation. I know Donald Trump said fake news a lot. Right. The word disinformation, misinformation were not popular uh, under his administration. This is, you know, pretty much since Joey. And yeah. But yeah. this is the typical mindfuck government employee mm-hmm. yep. pointing to, well, no, the last administration started this. Yeah. We're just, we're, you know, how can you even complain? We're just continuing on. It was, whereas if there was anybody with a brain in journal land sitting opposite her, it was, well, why would you, you've, you've discontinued everything from that prior regime. Why are you continuing right. this one, lady? What's good about this? It's a good but question. Nobody ever does that. The fact sheet that they put out, what they noted yesterday, what they noted in there is that this is meant to, uh, one, the first bullet was about protecting privacy, civil rights and civil liberties. And the first the first bullshit bullshit. What a crock. I do like how she talks about the first bullet point being the first bullet. I'm 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 enraged by that. I am triggered by that. (laughs) That is a violent, violent statement from Jen Psaki. Yes, that mis- the misinformation board is there to protect your rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is that yeah. even possible? Well, it's always everything, no matter what the fuck it is. It's always for your safety, isn't it? Always. Your civil liberties will be protected by silencing mm. you. Right. It only seems fair. She's a grimbo. Amendment. They said the primary mission is to establish best practices to, to to ensure that efforts to understand and respond to disinformation. Understand and respond. Respond. Okay. Here, let me give you a lesson, Larry. I want to get really deep into the weeds here. Please. All right. When you understand misinformation, you thinking that that's what that means is you're thinking to yourself, this person is a fucking liar. Now, responding to misinformation is when you open up your mouth and say, hey, you're a fucking liar. 
There we go. I just wanted to explain what she was talking about there. That the board, yeah. this is what they're putting money and time into. Best practices to, mm-hmm. to, to ensure that efforts to understand and respond to disinformation. That means I'm thinking you're a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. Are done in ways that protect privacy, civil rights, and civil liberties. I'd also note that the first example they gave uh, about what they're going to do is uh, is support the Department of Homeland Security's work, ongoing work, back to the former administration on to address how and understand how misinformation spread by human smugglers. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! Whoa. It's human smugglers. <laughs> wait! Holy shit! So, so they're fucking. They're putting. Uh, they're putting words into their shoes and getting on planes and boats and trains and just getting that into the country. That's is that how it works? This is how misinformation. This is, I mean, Holy this, shit! See, you don't understand. We're not going after the conservative Republicans posting on Twitter. We're just going after the bad child sex traffickers. That's really what oh. this is all about. Oh, really? That's what she's saying there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. She's in orbit. Yes. And vulnerable populations attempting to migrate to the United States. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's their claim that this is Uh, all about protecting people coming to the United States. How about you just uh, uh, police the border, ma'am? So there we go. There's number two. She note she said vulnerable populations. I hear that correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Number one, it's always for your safety. And if that doesn't work, it's for the children. Isn't it? That is the playbook. There you go. That is absolutely the playbook. But it's hilarious okay. that that is what they're yeah. trying to push this off as. Oh, no, mm. it's, it's, it's about the human smugglers. It's not about really silencing political wow. opponents. I, I got to tell you, man, um, I was never a fan of uh, Bonobo Face Bush. And uh, he fucked up in so many ways. And his biggest of all was starting that DHS. What a what a fucking bad idea. Just terrible. Well, like any government agency, it quickly gets out of control, even if you have really good intentions. And I don't give a shit what the intentions are. Only an imbecile couldn't see that coming. I mean, come on, come on. And it's frightening. I don't know if you see them in Chicago, but I it's I find it very troubling how often I see those things cruising around the streets in L.A. These, you know, shiny white SUVs with that logo on the door. I'm thinking, what the fuck are you doing here? I didn't hear any, you know, no, no reports of anybody with a dirty bomb or, you know, it's, they've completely overstepped their their charter into shit like this. Now it's really bad. Well, yes, this is uh, originally supposed to be going after terrorists. Now it's kind of going yeah. after the parents of school children who don't want right. their kids indoctrinated with sexual yeah. stuff at an early age. Mm-hmm. And right. next, it's going to be you and me because they're not going to like what they hear us say right here. They'll be like, nope, can't have that. This is disinformation and it's dangerous. disinformation." That is what Very I don't dangerous. get. When, when yes. it comes to misinformation or disinformation, what you're saying is because I don't think. They're talking about people who misspeak or who just have something wrong. They believe in that what they're selling you is that they're going after people who are intentionally lying about really important things like your health and your safety. And that's what they're using as the of course they are to hide behind. Oh, it's all about your safety. Now, right. What is wrong again with the response being? No, you're a liar. And here, let me tell you how I know this person's a liar. Here's my proof. Because Mm -hmm. that takes away any power the person lying has. 
Right. If somebody comes out and says, well, this person did this, this and this, and you could be like, well, no, I have proof that I was in a different state at the time. Well, now the first person has been proven a liar. You don't need to silence what they originally said. You can just respond to it. Right. But they won't do that. It's just going to be like, the, you know, the Twitter regime of fact checkers say, or this is labeled disinformation. But you're really the meme that needs to get around and just pound this into snot is is disinformation equals disagreement because that's really what it is that's what it is right because that's what it's about is we have a different way of looking at things right which is why a lot of it well the science is obviously settled when it comes to climate change yeah i mean and and see what it is like it goes back to the QAnon thing you know the QAnon thing was crazy and there's still that shit as far as i know is pretty dead isn't it i mean it pretty ended pretty much ended when trump <laughs> I mean, it may elected. still be there. I never really paid Maybe attention it to it, but I'm sure people but they, are. In- but they pound this. These fucking idiots pound it as if it matters. Who gives a fuck what they thought? I mean, there are people also, you know, the flat earth. Go after the flat earthers. <laughs> Aren't they dangerous? They're yes. dangerous. Stop those flat. And the fucking, you know, get at him. He doesn't think the moon landing was real. Let's get him. You know, it's so it's so insane. It's so insane. Well, soon that's what it'll be. If you have a differing viewpoint on anything. Right. You'll be rounded up. And I don't think that it's a coincidence that on the heels of Elon Musk, the announcement that he is purchasing Twitter, mm-hmm. that this push oh. has come in two days afterwards. Wasn't that it? I think that was a time lapse. Yeah. And I think we're finding that mouthpiece Joey, they're realizing mm-hmm. cannot articulate the point because he cannot articulate what he had for breakfast. That's totally correct. So back in the spotlight. Now, the good news is, is that almost all the big tech platforms now acknowledge some responsibility for content on their platforms, and they're investing in large teams of people to monitor it. So Barack is happy and he's back. He's happy. Sure he is. That the big tech platforms have people and systems in place to monitor the content on their Mm -hmm. platform. Now. The monitoring part, I don't have a huge problem with if it is what is being posted publicly. Mm-hmm. Because we know all the three letter agencies are doing that. And if you go outside and speak in front of a large crowd, what you say is going to be recorded in some way or it's going people are going to hear you. So mm-hmm. if you're posting stuff on social media, I don't have a problem with them sifting through public posts looking for those special keywords that might be, you know, on a terrorist terrorist watch list or planning things that might be bombings, things like that. I understand that is how investigations work. And again, if you're posting this stuff publicly, you know, it's public. I don't, I I don't, I I don't think I agree with that Um, because I mean, how, how moronic would some fucking terrorist have to be to publicly tweet something, you know, in, in, in reference to an attack they're about to make. That was the original, I mean, that was the fucking Patriot Act. Okay, we need to, we just need to calm around for the, you know, the bad stuff. So we're going to fucking dig into everybody's lives and communications just because we might catch something. Fuck that. No, no, just, you know what? Just fucking do, do your fucking job. Um, a lot of people say that uh, um, the, the FBI completely dropped the ball before 9-11. There really wasn't any social media then. They just know very little. Okay, so now because there is that that's that's going to fix everything It's going to make everybody safe. Nah, that's a bullshit play. 
I well, can't go for that. And we know what they're doing with all of the medical stuff, which a vast right. majority has been proven true in, yes. in the very short term. <laughs> you know, this, no shit. this yeah. isn't like, well, you know what? Ten years later, we now realize that this was incorrect. It was like, oh, yeah. Ten Eight months. Weeks. Yeah. If ten that. weeks in some <laughs> cases. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You know, it was it was pretty damn quick. Yeah. But they want to use this, of course, to silence people on these social media platforms. Mm-hmm. And let let Barack can continue here, because, I mean, we, okay. he has words of wisdom. Always. Given the sheer volume of content, this strategy can feel like a game of whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah, it's that's what it is, because there's so much that's coming out. You know, if somebody doesn't think that masks work and then somebody else says it, then somebody else says it. And then they keep trying to silence them as this all goes down. Yeah. Again, the answer to this to me would seem to be simple. I mean, in a case like that where you're like, okay, well, people keep saying these crazy people on the right keep saying masks don't work. Well, feel free to continue to throw out doctors or scientists who say it does. Right. You shouldn't silence one side. No, because they they're the ones that will look like buffoons if you prove them wrong. That is how people then lose their credibility. You silencing yep. people only adds to the fact, even if they're total nut jobs saying things mm-hmm. that aren't true. You give them more credibility because they've been silenced, being banned on Twitter, being thrown off a lot of these platforms. Now it's a badge of honor. So you're not hurting them. They're just then being able to feed into, well, you see, this is all part of this. Well, yeah, it's a it's a badge of honor, but still at the same time, I saw a stat. Some did I hear that? Um, that's yeah, I read it somewhere a couple of days ago. Sixteen percent of people polled said that they had had they been aware of Hunter's laptop. Oh yeah, they didn't. They would have not voted for Joey. That have given a very different outcome for that election. Okay, so they they've discovered they have discovered just how effective. Uh, this uh, censorship is and it it can keep them in power indefinitely and they're not going to stop. Right. Because it definitely steers the way the public thinks. Of course. Phil, talking to people at these companies, I believe they are sincere in trying to limit content that engages in hate speech, encourages violence or poses a threat to public safety. Now, what does all of that include because Mm, i've been talking about this right i was gonna say that's the first one i've been talking about this for well over a decade you have what is considered hate speech well first of all i i refuse to acknowledge that term okay and rightfully so because it's a bunch of hooey it's bullshit there's only speech and as soon as you categorize speech well now you have a fucking reason to limit it and that's wrong so I don't, you know, when I, I refuse to say hate speech in my conversation or acknowledge it. It's a bullshit term made up by fucks who want to censor. Yes, period. but at the highest levels of government who are using this to go, well, yep. no, what you just said there, Larry, describing them, that was hate right. speech. So I know. Sorry. I, know. I mean, we're going to have to. I know. I call them fucks. I call them <laughs> parasites. All true, but that's what they are. We're going to have to silence you now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> in hate speech, encourages violence encourages violence so encourages violence let's go that's a gray area too yeah i mean look well it's all about january 6th and what trump said in his speech they're trying to swing that into 
Well, he was obviously encouraging violence because he was right. he told people the election wasn't legit. And they should march on the Capitol. It's like, well, that doesn't say march on the Capitol, break through doors and no, cause in violence. Fact, he, he used the modifier before that phrase to peacefully. Right. March, not even he didn't say march on the Capitol. He said march to the Capitol peacefully. But they kind of like it to admit what they want to admit, don't they? Well, this is when because Barack Obama, really smart guy. And when you say encourages violence, that doesn't mean you're committing violence. You're encouraging violence. And that could be in a variety of different ways. It could be, oh, wow, somebody put an air tag on my daughter and I found out who it is. Well, you might not say go beat that guy to a pulp. But by you saying this person did something bad, that could be encouraging violence to some people. That's what they want want to interpret it. Sure, they can. Of course. And that's the problem. It's all up to interpretation when it comes to hate speech or encouraging violence. Now, it's not. I mean, I I think you're at a different point if you come out and say, um, let's go bomb a federal building. I think that is doing more than encouraging violence. But well, that's a threat. Right. right? So there's a difference between. See, that's why they, they always move the vocabulary just incrementally. Right. So encouraging is such a flexible, such an elastic word. What the fuck does that mean? Um, you know, is it a threat? Well, I don't know. It just depends on even, even if it was a, it was spoken, it could be spoken. There's as people, you know, as we all know, there's no so sarcasm. There's no tone right. in the written word. But somebody could say that and, you know, immediately, oh, they're just being sarcastic. They're being silly, whatever the fuck. But when it once it's in in uh, in, in writing, in the print, in the digital world, no, that's what it is, you know. Also, why comedy is dead, because it's really hard to say yes, a whole lot of things. Yes. Or poses a threat to public safety. They genuinely are concerned about it. They want to do something about it. But while content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content. So clearly dangerous. It can do this. Mm. But Barack finishes with, at least in this clip, with the kicker. It doesn't go far enough. It doesn't go far enough. Yeah. Whoa. How far should it go? But B, let's hear. Does he say? No, I mean, he goes on to how we just need more, more, more. Like the just rebel yell, more. Billy. Idol. <laughs> <laughs> we need more, 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 wow. more content moderation. Wow. Now, wow, what, a, what a Marxist. Holy shit. Well, now I think this means they're going to try to put something into law because this is We'll call it the Elon Musk effect. All of a sudden, Mm. you know, the Twitter before Elon, Facebook Mm. and the others, you know, except for maybe TikTok, since it's Chinese owned, they were all doing the government bidding. Now that they're like, wait, 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 this Musk guy, he's talking about free speech. Mm. Oh, now we need to put a law in so we can punish Twitter if he doesn't do what we want him to do. Mm -hmm. Although Elon Musk does have screw you money. so yeah he does he's got billions but he doesn't have trillions and he doesn't have uh you know uh, an army true and i mean i mean and the, the most frightening thing about this is that they put this fucking thing under the uh the auspices of uh you know one of the most heavily armed agencies in the fucking country why do guys with fucking guns if they're going to hand us to someone to do why to the dhs that is really fucked up right we're at the border where there's a real problem 
right. Give it to Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Give her the Twitter problem. Give her this whole right. people are mean to do. each other on the Internet yeah. problem. Yeah. 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 Here, deal with this. Yeah. And it, it is it is very hard for a lot of people to wrap their brains around this, because even Bill O'Reilly, who's an older guy, I get it. You know, and he was a school teacher back in his earlier days, and he said he saw a lot of the bullying stuff. And this was long before you had any kind of the social media that he still thinks there has to be, you know, some kind of training or something like that when it comes to bullying. And there have to be some kind of checks and balances. And it's like you, you can't. No, you know, you cannot control bullying on any social media platform, any of these things, because the fact to do so, you have to then be infringing upon the free speech of people. Now, if somebody commits a crime, you hold them accountable, Mm -hmm. but you can't go after the speech. And I believe we talked about, if not, I know I covered it on other shows, things like the case where the girlfriend of the guy who finally broke down after messages and messages from him saying he was going to kill himself and her saying, no, 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 don't. Oh yeah. After months of that finally said, okay, you know what? Go ahead and do it. And he did. And she's sitting in jail now because she was being held responsible. It's like, right. I don't get it. No, I do not get it, but that is where we're going down the line. And in response to Barack Obama, and does she still hold? Does Tulsi still hold office, or is she? Uh, is she? I without? think she's. Uh, I don't think she's a congresswoman anymore, but she was, and she could be again. Yeah, and she could be more than that. Yeah, and she uh, said this. It's all the Democrats out there who say over and over again about how you stand strong against dictatorships. I'm wondering where your voice is now, condemning this creation of a ministry of truth in our own Department of Homeland Security. Even worse, the Republicans who are out there saying, hey, we need this propaganda board as long as it's not headed by somebody who's biased, as long as it's not Jankowitz. All of you need to read the Bill of Rights again and be reminded about what our freedom of speech really means and how important it is to us all. Yeah, I would vote for Tulsi. She's uh, she's got uh, she's got the chop. She's got what it takes. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think that she's a very <laughs> well, it would appear at this point she's a very bright political future because she's uh, she's vastly more articulate than clowns like Elizabeth Warren or Kamala, whatever. You know, she's uh, she could she could go far. And I'm not sure. NetNet asked in the troll room what Republicans are saying that I I don't know, but I'm guessing that uh, there have been just again. Yes. As long as it's on our side. Probably Kinzinger, that imbecile. (laughs) Well, that's true. Republican, definitely a name only. Mr. Pretend Soldier. He's he's sure he's got combat experience, right? Sure. But this is the problem. It's like on either side, when you can't step back and say, well, wait, this has nothing to do with left or right ideology. Free speech is free speech. And you have to let the most vulgar awful people say the most vulgar awful things in order for everybody's rights to remain intact Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people are like wait wait no we can't because you know our children are going to see this on the internet and you know i can go on a 10 minute rant easily on just get your damn kids off the internet right and you have (laughs) yes for longer than 10 (laughs) minutes because it's like the internet isn't meant to be child safe it's like the world is not child safe 
Right. You know, there are still bars your kids can't go into. There are casinos your kids can't go into. There's adult bookstores your kids can't go into. The Internet is not a place you should just be giving your kids a device being like, ah, here, little Jimmy, go do whatever you want. And the, unless you put an Apple tracking tag on. Them, it's, <laughs> yes, it's OK. You'll know where they are. Though. You'll know exactly where they are. Yeah. Not what they're doing. I mean, I was again, I, um, a buddy of mine whose kids were brought up right and they used to tell him just about everything probably still do Mm -hmm. but they were the ones that well yeah all of our friends you know a lot of them we go to this uh ice cream parlor and that's where the kids just put their phones in the glove compartment and then they go off to the no-tell motel or whatever leaving the phones in another car's glove compartment at the ice cream shop because well you know the parents are looking at where you are right it's like it's genius when you know you're being tracked you can yeah you can play with the tracking devices or, you know, this is why it's, it's so pissing me off that I don't think anybody anymore makes a phone with a removable battery. Then you didn't have to leave it in a glove box somewhere. You just pop that battery out and you're good. Right. Once it had no power, it, it right. can't transmit anything. Yep. But what fun is that? What fun? But I didn't hear this version, too, of the Joe Biden at this uh, press conference dinner. Press what well, oh. is the. uh the annual big deal, which under Trump, it was like, oh, why are we even doing this? He's a horrible person. Right. The correspondence dinner. Yes. Which is just the uh, another excuse for a lot of people. And in this case, now, a lot of these people are still telling you COVID's really, really bad. You see a lot of them like with their arms around each other, taking pictures. And uh, it seems like a little. You do. Bit, yeah. Seems like hypocrisy, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Do we want the Trevor Noah clip or the uh, Biden clip first? Uh, we can start with Joey. Joey. Is he, did he have his dessert yet? That is the real question I want to know. Good question. I didn't see uh, Jill spoon feeding him, but maybe that was off camera. Did you see her? Jill Biden came out with a book that sold 200 and something copies. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I laughed. Yes. Like, wow. Yeah. But, you know, a, uh, more people voted for her husband than. Mm-hmm. any other president in the history of the united states but comes out with the book maybe just democrats don't read i don't know maybe what they, maybe. maybe that's what maybe. it's gotten down to yeah which it would explain a lot with the uh, ice cream eater in chief joey <laughs> this is the first time the president attended this dinner in six years <laughs> Wow, that got a lot of applause for this is the first time a president attended this in six years. Mm-hmm. But we know Joey's got a punchline coming. Yeah, it's understandable. We had a horrible plague followed by two years of COVID. Now, talk about an imbecile. Okay, just for <laughs> shits and giggles, after I clipped that last night, I went to our favorite, you know, one of our favorite spots, the uh, Johns Hopkins COVID-19 dashboard. Okay. And uh, as of yesterday, as of yesterday, uh, there were, there, have, there were um, 994,000 COVID deaths in the U.S. Okay. <laughs> Joey. Hello, Joey. 600,000 of those was we're on joey's watch the man with a plan remember he said he had a fucking plan <laughs> his right. plan was to, his plan was to use trump's vaccines which really don't work all that well 
But there he is. And you'd think it was all over. But you know what? Also, in uh, in the last 28 days in the States, there's been about 12,000 deaths just in that period of time, which is, you know, over 400 a day. That's cooking pretty good. You know, it's not quite as over as they'd like it to believe. But talk about uh, the last thing that imbecile should bring up is that subject, because he is the minister of covid death, not Trump. Yeah, he's winning. But he yeah. don't, I don't think he knows. Big time. I, I think he knows. I think he's a crass, evil prick, and he doesn't give a shit. That is, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, whether we should gather here tonight because of COVID. Well, we're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, everyone had to prove they were fully vaccinated and boosted. There you go. Stop. There's the, now he's back on his Gestapo act. You know, show your show us your papers. Prove. Do what I told you. I did a mandate. I mean, this guy is so out of his fucking mind. It's horrific. Well, this is the mentality that leads them to believe that they can force you to do whatever they want, that Mm -hmm. you will have to say whatever they want. And if you do not comply with whatever they want, then there will be repercussions for that. Right. And this is what has been coming down the pike, as they say, over the last few years. And people need to sit up and take notice because this isn't something that's like, well, you know, if this if we continue on this path, Larry, in 20 years, we'll have. No, it's like this is really mm. we're, we're about to that tipping point. If as much yes. as I hate to use the cliches, it's getting really close to the point to where at least when it comes to the online world, which has way too much influence. I get it. Mm hmm. Because the reality is, if we got rid of the Internet, people's lives would still go on. But yes. <laughs> and I, I, maybe that's a spoiler for some people that you don't need the Internet. <laughs> it is. Believe me. I don't think anybody listening is spoiler, but for many, it would be yeah. right. Like this is what we But it's like this is where people communicate. And this is where presidential elections, for better or for worse, on the social media platforms are where these things are being won now. Yes. I don't think there's a question about that. Absolutely. that w- yeah. If you look at the amount of influence that goes on to people for the way they're going to vote, that is probably the number one area to look at. Mm-hmm. Because where else are people finding information? I don't think a vast majority of people who vote even watch the nightly news i mean as biased as the nightly news is mm. i don't think a, a vast majority of people watch the news because it's garbage and yes. i don't think people really read newspapers like they used to i don't i haven't picked up a newspaper in years so there so, you go it is there you go the news that gets filtered to people rather than it being and again these were huge gatekeepers like here in Chicago. You have the Tribune or the Sun-Times as the yeah. major newspapers, and they're mm-hmm. both probably heavily biased to one political side. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a time, I think, where they tried to do a little bit more news. But when you get all of your news now filtered rather than somebody who is journalisming, if we can use the Romanian TV guys <laughs> thing, that guy. You know, where they were at least maybe trying to do that. And that was who was deciding what you were seeing. If you picked up a newspaper now. It is everybody on the Internet, on social media, which are determining what you see as far as a news story and not. Mm -hmm. 
it is kind of a scary thing just at that point from how much influence that has. Yes. But let's hear what Joey says after assuring everybody that everybody's been boosted and tooted mm-hmm. in whatever they've been, you know, got Rudy Tootie ice cream. <laughs> so if you're at home watching this and you're wondering how to do that, just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here. Because he, I don't really understand. The, I mean, OK, I get I understand the point. Don't get me wrong. Joey's pointing out that even the Fox News reporters have been vaccinated like this is proving something at this point which it's proving his power his hegemony you know they're all here because they did what i commanded them to do not tucker he's not vaccinated he's not there (laughs) yeah tucker don't (laughs) give a fuck that's the uh, major thing about tucker he doesn't um but and then they 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 pan the camera to right over to pete ducey um you know because uh he's 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 i guess he's their uh, uh jim acosta um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's absolutely a power play and you know, he's surrounded by, I mean, 99% of the chooches in that audience are his sycophants and cheerleaders. And so let's kick uh, the opposition, but still look, they bent the knee for me because I'm Joey. The guy truly is a power mad psycho. He, he really, really is. Well, a lot of these people made the decision because it was the only way they can keep doing their job. And if you're yes, following the president. Yeah. It's not necessarily because they believed in it. It's not necessarily because they wanted to do it. Uh, using this as some kind of way to go, nah, 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 nah. See, even they all got vaccinated. You didn't. You're dumb. I mean, I got vaccinated. I think it was the right thing for me, but I would never dare to yeah. try to make that decision for somebody else. Of course. Of course. And, you, and in, let's, let's, let's recap again. <laughs> Just how wise you were to pick the flavor you did. Oh, I know. J&J. Now, now, now it's coming up to fucking Moderna is worse than the Pfizer. It's like, holy shit. I saw a thing with Jimmy Dore. Holy shit. The, the numbers like for the myocarditis, the, the Moderna thing, you're like 570 percent more likely to have your heart explode with. Which is with a bad Moderna thing. The fucking Pfizer. Like, holy shit. It is. It is bad. Yeah. My parents had the Pfizer. They didn't have any issues with it. My in-laws got the Moderna. I believe they also got a Moderna booster recently. Mm. And shortly after they got the booster, they went in for a checkup and both had heart murmurs that they didn't have before. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, that may have cleared up by now. I mean, I know they went for more testing, but to me. It's not hard to believe that that was the case. And it's not even necessarily that this was something that was going to kill you. But we know at this point. Sure. What's what's the, you know, rough age bracket of these folks there? They are in their 70s. Okay, but I mean, you've you've had some heart issues. I'm sure you know a lot more about than I do. But every time I've ever in my life heard of anybody with a murmur, it was congenital, something you're born with. I never heard of anybody developing at one at some point in their life or am I way off base you know they can the as as far as keeping a steady rhythm you know which a lot of people then end up going into things like I dealt with with uh, AFib after the gallbladder thing and you can Mm -hmm. jump into these things for a variety of reasons and it seems like the COVID virus is also causing I I talked to my uh, cardiologist about this and according to him this was way more likely to happen with people that caught the virus 
then had the vaccination. But he's like, that is happening to people who are getting the vaccinations. Yeah. You know, it's again, you're playing on a, you know, a numbers, but it's like, oh, well, this is two people, same time, male and yeah. female. So there's, you know, you're not looking at a very small demographic where that with the Johnson and Johnson, it's like, well, it's like women under 40 can get blood clots. Otherwise, everybody else pretty much okay. It seems like the problems with the mRNA stuff is way broader and hits just about everybody. And that is why it's worrisome with all of this. Like, well, you can come get another booster. Because when my parents saw that, I'm like, uh, and if you listen to random thoughts, you know, my point of view was uh, I would wait before getting another booster until maybe the fall. If you if you really have to, depending on your health situation. Darren, yes, your, your audio was just cutting in and out. Just want to be sure if I'm still here. You are still here. OK, they're, they're coming after us. They are. It's, now it's the Pfizer and Moderna spooks. Yes, for sure. You talk about the drugs. Exact, exactly. <laughs> but, all those hot buttons. You know, I had my parents. My mom's like, well, you know, should your dad and I get it? Because my mom had the cancer stuff. My dad's mm-hmm. had health issues. And they called and asked their doctor, which is my doctor. And I mean, I look like a genius at this point because the doctor said, mm, I'd wait a few months. Yeah. I wouldn't run right out to get it because. Mm-hmm. You can watch the numbers. I know there's some areas that are a little bit of a hot spot now, but it is uh, the more you put this into your body, the more you're asking for trouble, the more you keep taking the same vaccine. It's not like they're changing this like it's new and improved either. Right. The more you just keep exposing yourself to something, the less that is likely to have an effect, Mm. which I mean, it just makes sense because if you had any kind of virus, and then you're exposed to it a couple months later, you're not really going to have an effect because you had it. You're not getting right. it again most of the time. So this concept of take the same vaccine over and over and over, it just seems very strange to me. Sure does. And uh, one, it could be a money grab. Two, it could be a bunch of people who have no idea what they're doing and are like, well, just have people take more. That's that's good, right? More has to be better than less. <laughs> Keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, you, you try to look at the reasoning behind it. And yeah. it seems like the every every vaccination you get with one of these mRNA vaccines, it lasts for less time after you get it. Mm-hmm. Which also not good when it comes to medication, unless you want to get it down to the point to where it's like, well, you just need to take your you need to take your pill every day so you don't get COVID. Right. And it's make- pretty crazy, man. And then and as he's saying this, if I got to say, you know, like five heads to his left at the dais is uh, is Pisaki. What she's she's on like what her 19th infection with COVID. And she's she's boosted and vaxxed. And it's, it's and Kamala. She's home quarantined. I mean, Joey, wake the fuck up, man. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And well, it's, it's just again, it's very strange. Obviously. When it comes to Kamala Harris, as far as I know, she never showed any symptoms. So I'm guessing it's because she's the vice president that they're testing her daily. And it's like, oh, you got it. Which also it, just doesn't necessarily mean you're sick. And uh, I think yes. it is going to we're going to be it's going to go a while. But still, it's it's it was said that she was taking the 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 um, they the put Pfizer the, right, pill. The what's, pills. It, Plaxiv, what's it called? Plaxivit or Plax? 
what the hell is something with the P? I can't remember. Yeah, I forgot the name that they give it, but uh, yeah. that they gave it. But it is. So uh, she's symptomless. Why is she taking that, that pill? To be extra special safe. But remember when Trump took the drugs, he was bad. He was bad. Bad man. <laughs> but he had symptoms. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you tested positive, but you're not having any symptoms, but you hmm. take the med. I mean, I guess that's fine. I mean, they believe in the medication. It's her right to take it. It's a little strange to. Uh, for me, but I'm not a doctor and I would not give people medical advice and you should not take yeah. medical advice from podcasters. Well, it's her right to take that. But if she said, you know, I'm not really down with the Plaxovid Pfizer thing. Can I get my, can I get some uh, ivermectin, please? That would not be her right. To take it, <laughs> would it? No. Right. No. Well, because that does not go down the right path and that is not okayed by right. medical science. And it's interesting because I've watched for articles about that and a few more have popped up fairly recently claiming that ivermectin does not work but it's still a question of you're not testing at this point for the same thing because you have this variant that is going around now whichever one is the popular variant mm-hmm. is quite different than that original variant so sure. how do you know that ivermectin didn't work on the original variant if you took it early it's not like well, you, you know, the big the big mystery with all this is, again, if you look at that Johns Hopkins uh, covid dashboard is the you know America, the the, uh, the the proportion of deaths compared to any other country is just mind blowing. OK, I mean, almost a million now, it'll be a million any day on a population of what are we at? Three hundred and thirty million, I think. Right. Around there. Plus everybody that's yeah. here that's not documented. OK. I'm looking at Japan. Japan, I think, has 130, about almost half of the American population. It's definitely over 100 million, maybe 130 million. Total deaths, 29,000. Okay. Vietnam, total deaths. They have about 100 million citizens, 43,000. Um, duh. <laughs> what did they do that we didn't? Nobody ever talks about that. Well, a lot of people, and this is, again, this I think will take time. To find out, one is the population in the United States. Was it just older? I mean, what age ranges would be interesting for me to find out? Although I think there's an older population in Japan. Big time. They revere their elderly. Unlike here, it's like stick them on an ice floe and chip it off. Take them into the (laughs) Arctic. No, no, Japan. I'll bet you Japan has a a larger proportion of of elder folks than, than the States does. You know, it could be the the weather, you know, it could be a lot of different things have an effect because uh, Africa never really got hit hard as far as I know. Right. But it's right down the line. There is no other nation that has the same proportion of deaths as the U.S. So go figure. Well, then you also follow the money because we know (laughs) that people were getting paid off. Yeah. If they were covid deaths. Yes, they were. Which also leads to not having accurate statistics at Mm -hmm. all. If one, the hospital would make more money to mark down COVID. And two, knowing that if somebody, you know, again, the hospitals, there's a lot of people that work in these industries that do horrible jobs that a lot of people don't want to do. But they're compassionate that go, well, if I mark this down as COVID, you know, this guy came in, he was dying of heart failure already, but 
if I mark it down as COVID, his family is going to get $20,000 from the government or whatever it was because there were payouts for anybody that died. Oh, I didn't know that victims got payouts. I know that hospitals got payouts. Oh, yeah. That victims did. Yeah, oh, there really? was something that there were payouts. So if your loved oh, one shit. died How of COVID. I, the fuck did I miss that? Really? I'm, I'm like 98% sure I would have to go so back. So it'd be like if you died in 9-11, you got an award, a cash award, the same kind of. thing for COVID? Yeah. Really? That if you died of COVID, there was, a, there was money in there. And yeah, which would also that. lead me to believe that there would be doctors and healthcare professionals who were like, well, you know, he was dying of heart failure, but he did test positive for covid so if i click this box then which again to get real data when you have all of this stuff going on forget it yeah it's impossible it really is it's impossible uh, bill gates was like oh there's still over a five percent chance we haven't seen the worse of covid oh he's salivating and fauci too the two of them they should get married both of them really they want they want to get together they want this to go on because this is their uh this is like their super bowl i guess Sure. They're in the spotlight. Yes. Yeah. And I did like this clip. I saw this one from a Trevor Noah that you clipped, which uh, was, yes, it was just applauding the work of the great Joey Biden. Yes. Yeah, because these people have been so hard on you, which I don't get. I really don't. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. I mean, I will applaud him on making that joke. Well, I will, but I will and I won't. It's a kind of a push pull thing because you look at the talk about a, you know, an elitist attitude. All right. Um, Thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands, millions of people are really struggling, man. They've lost their businesses. They've lost their homes. They've lost their jobs. They can't put gas in their tank. They can barely fucking feed themselves. And there's Trevor Noah, who I'm renaming Tone Deaf Noah, (laughs) right? Joking about Joey's fuck ups, which have really crucified so much of the American populace. And he is, is, is at a minimum is worth a uh, hundred million bucks. He owns a $30 million estate in Bel Air, which I've seen, not personally, but you can, you can find it online if you want to look. It's, pre- it's pretty fucking banging. He owns a $10 million condo in New York. He owns properties in Johannesburg. This guy is fucking flush. Does he give a shit if gas goes to even a hundred bucks a gallon? No. Really wouldn't make him wince. It just wouldn't. No, he can afford to feed his family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and live in the lap of luxury. So, hey, Trevor, shut the fuck up. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Since he is, from all I can tell, a Biden supporter, oh, the God, joke yeah. falls flat. Now, if this was Greg Gutfeld or something making the joke, yeah. then you would say you were sticking it to Biden. But you're right. This is very right. strange that somebody that is backing the guy mm-hmm. is talking about how bad things are like it's funny. Like it's funny. Yeah. Not funny. But it is. There's but a lot again, of he's he's not even a comedian. He's a, he's what they you know, he's a clap comic. He doesn't really make jokes. He just looks for applause for his political agenda. Right. Which they all do now. But it is just a lot of people are tone deaf. I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't understand. There was a uh, Ted Cruz tweet going back just through a, a second to the Twitter and disinformation that I thought was interesting. That he had uh, Twitter accepted Elon Musk's offer on 425 and 426. The very next day, all caps. I mean, one, Ted Cruz, come on, all caps. Yeah. Are you a 12 year old girl? 
my account went from gaining one to two thousand new followers per day to twenty five thousand to seventy new followers a day. Other conservatives are seeing the same hashtag obvious shadow ban. And I would say to Ted Cruz, you're a fucking moron. It is not about an obvious shadow ban. One, the minute all the conservatives who weren't on Twitter, who canceled their accounts, who went away, deleted their accounts. Once they saw Elon was buying Twitter, they went back to Twitter. (laughs) This is not like in a shadow ban. You wouldn't see it. You wouldn't know because with a shadow ban, you would still see the people following you. They just wouldn't be getting what you tweeted. So you don't fucking know what a shadow ban is. (laughs) And then it just really annoyed me. It's like, this doesn't make sense. Like he believes like he's caught Twitter, somebody flipping a switch. And uh, as John Dvorak and Adam Curry mentioned on no agenda, this could have also just been Twitter going, you know, screw it. Let's just let all the bots back on too. Plenty of bots. Well, did I hope that you you apprised Teddy of his uh, his uh, mistake? <laughs> I don't want to be on that list. <laughs> Come on, fucking step up to that plate, man. <laughs> Leave him a little video, like you are an idiot. You don't know what Do you're it. talking about. That's what it's for, man. You it's can what, get to anybody. <laughs> that's why people are listening to Planet Rage. That's right. So they can get their rage on. We do have a few people to thank. We do work on the value for value model, which is beautiful. Yes. You know, except when everything is going in the toilet and people are like, wow, can I help my favorite podcast or, you know, eat? And we would highly recommend you eat first. We would. But Brian Janak coming in with 10 bucks. Thank you, Brian. Beautiful guy. He's been around. Thanks to you is uh, I think you brought him into our ecosystem. (laughs) which is a beautiful thing. Kevin Seifert with his $5 a month. And we appreciate that, Kevin. And of course, thank you, Kevin, 10,033 sats, Ah. which is worth $3 and 85 cents today. See, that's down. Yeah. The the crypto is down, but another message, another boostagram from comic strip blogger. Howdy, Larry and Darren. Listen, European union is a benevolent empire. So stop hating it. You two crackers, please. <laughs> I, f- I cannot honor that request. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. Part of the, it's part of the globalist plot, CSB. Come on. The <laughs> thinking that the European Union is saintly and without yeah. fault will bite you in totally. the behind at some point, CSB. Yeah. No government is perfect. Some are better than others, but always keep your eye out for the chicanery going on. Oh, God. Yeah. Because there's bad people in the EU. There's good people in the EU. There's bad people in Russia. There's some good people in Russia. Yeah. You can't be all black and white. You can't. But it's always the world is a much better place when power is not centralized. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely true. And that's that's what's at the core of the argument. It just is. So it is worrisome when they're like, well, Ukraine could come to the EU or to NATO or, you know, uh, Switzerland. And uh, there's a bunch of other ones I've been hearing rumors, you know, like, oh, there's Mm. they want to add them into the EU or they want to add them into NATO. And it's like, "Mm, I don't know. This is very much one world government stuff. And I don't like it. No. And we're crackers. A CSP, that could be hate speech. You know, you could that be could silenced. Be hate speech. We're calling us crackers. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's, see, that's so many things, though. I mean, the idioms don't translate. I mean, the, uh, you know, from, from time zone to time zone, sometimes from zip code to zip code. True. 
But uh, you know, like, I, like when I was a kid, I think um, in I think in Southeast Asia, the V for Victory sign, which all kinds of POWs used to flash, was their equivalent of the middle finger. So you know, who knows what cracker really means in uh, in Europe? And I, and I know it's not Eastern Europe; it's Europe, Western Europe. We were CSB told us that, but yeah, so. He also says you're welcome to invite your audience to listen to our podcast about artificial intelligence. It's AI.cooking. And it's red. It's a podcast that's red. It's a podcast that's so good. One guy writes it and another guy reads it. Damn. I know. this. That's good. Why didn't we come up with this concept? It is read by Gregory William Forsyth, foreman from Kent. Just enter AI.cooking in your web browser or podcast app. And of course. You can find CSB's doodles, and that's not as dirty as it sounds, at comicstripblog.com. Yo, thanks, CSB. Thank you. And those doodles are fantastic. I love them. He has some good comedy in there. And again, our buddy Johnny Hipwell slash Gianni Bravo coming in with 333. Thank you, Johnny. And uh, Ned, Ned, I think we were talking about this before the show. Send us a boostergram saying that the blown away Maxell ad was hmm. Ride of the Valkyries playing. So there's a no agenda influence then. Uh, wow. Then that's, that's really coming up with the goods, the detail. Cause that's, I mean, th- that, that, those ads, you have to be an archeologist to really find them or know of them. So to have the soundtrack that went with them, that's impressive. Back wow. in the day, audio mattered. And all the audio didn't exist in your phones. There no. were things called records. And then yes. CDs and big, big yeah. speakers and amplifiers. And yeah. And in the debates, Joey said we should turn on the record player. Remember that. So he's still there. <laughs> I still do. I played a Mark Knopfler album last night. <laughs> I'm playing some records. I'm right where Joey wants me to be. The vinyl is spinning. Everything is sounding good. And if you like what you're hearing here, go to planetrage.show and you can find out how to help support this show. Keep the lights on. Keep our microphones sounding absolutely delightful. And we appreciate everybody for doing that and for listening. Cause we do without you listening. I mean, why are we, well, we'd be talking anyway. So, I mean, there's that, there's that added into it, but I mean, if you can help bring more people in, we'd appreciate that. Leave a review, tell a friend, all the usual uh, grassroots kind of stuff that you can do to just spread the word that the rage is real. It is a cathartic way. We hope to start yeah. your week. Yes. What do you got up for random this week, Darren? Do you know? I don't know. I was considering the whole air tag story, but I'm like, I've already done that. So we'll just we'll do that here on uh, on Planet Rage. But I'm sure something okay. will annoy me between now and Wednesday. <laughs> I, mean, well, I, might- I know what should annoy you. I, you know what I thought? As soon as I read the story, I thought Darren's got to get to sink his teeth into this. Um, shit. Excuse me for being a MLB. No, nothing. But it's some some ball player has been sidelined for like two years by by that the government Trevor body Bauer. because he, he did something bad. I, I don't know yeah. what the fuck, but I thought this is a Darren story. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely is a possibility. Trevor Bauer, right. who is an outspoken critic of Major League Baseball. Let's not say that has anything to do with this. Mm. But he yeah. had a woman that came out and said he got a little rough with her okay. during sex on multiple occasions, which is always another little red flag for me, which is if somebody does something to you once, blame them. Right. When it's happening multiple times, you yes. went back for more. So think. there was that. So mm. the 
woman filed charges and the law enforcement community could not find enough to charge him with a crime. Mm-hmm. He was vindicated there. Major wow. League Baseball said, nah, we're going to suspend you for two years starting today, which means the last year or so that he didn't play plus two more years. Yeah. He is being sidelined for for breaking their domestic battery procedures or whatever bullshit. Unbelievable. But the guy was vindicated. I mean, what the fuck? By only by the U.S. government and law enforcement, not by Major League Baseball. He wasn't vindicated. And is he? Now I think he's like so. This effectively ends his career because he's like 33, 34 years old, right? So right. Pretty. You know, he's getting long. And he so, was a quality pitcher. Meaning how he good? was making big. How bucks. good was he? Big bucks. Like big time. Big yeah. time guy. Okay. Yeah, top tier. Not like a scrub. Oh, wow. Yeah, top oh, tier. Wow. So he would put asses in seats for ball clubs, a guy like that, right? Yeah, he was the guy that would, uh, you know, was so good. He was actually doing the spin rate stuff. We're talking about how guys were using junk, you know, Vaseline and other foreign substances now mm-hmm. and using the, uh, the grippy stuff and was right. showing that he could actually get like 15% more spin rate on the ball, which they can track all this crazy stuff now. Mm-hmm. But he exposed a lot of stuff that Major League Baseball didn't really like. So I'm not saying it's necessarily yeah. what is causing all of this. But uh, yeah. it, it this world where we have to believe the accusers is going to come back and really bite people in the ass. Well, it sure bit Amber Heard, didn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was just shitting on the bed. So that's, yeah, right. <laughs> there's that. But this concept that, oh, a baseball player has somebody say he did something to the you know a woman says he did something to her all of a sudden boom you're immediately suspended while major league baseball looks into this i said mm-hmm. what's to stop a whatever fan you're coming to the yeah. world series you're playing the new york yankees and they're filled with some big hitters like aaron judge and giancarlo stanton well what's to stop somebody from going yeah you know aaron judge rape me mm-hmm. right before the world series starts well then he can't play in the world series right because yeah like no you let the law enforcement community do their thing and if somebody's convicted major league baseball then you can go along with that the concept that your employer should be able to independently and investigate you on stuff is just a very weird world it is so maybe that will show up as a a bigger segment on wednesday because that did annoy me it's like I, i really do not like major league baseball i've gone back to nascar which is mm-hmm. not a great sport but way better than where baseball is at this point but it smells better yeah oh, that does that and gasoline, the sound of the track oh the sound the rubber burning it's all it's a, it's a feast for every sense and when we have gone to races the people at the races are great everybody's just yes, there to are. have fun true all sorts of political i mean there's a lot of conservatives but nobody is um putting you down for your political viewpoints no. and uh it is more just a salt of the earth kind of community rather than oh, yeah. the the pretentious left mm-hmm. or right, really, when it comes down to it. True. But this yeah. is why everybody has to keep on listening to Planet Rage. Listen to that Larry show every Wednesday or thereabouts or thereabouts and random thoughts every Wednesday or thereabouts. Yes. It's a it's a cornucopia of content. <laughs> it's, it's always a whole it's lot an of auditory fun. feast. Indeed. Exactly. Yes. So thanks to everybody who came along Thank live you. today at uh, noagendastream.com. We do these shows Monday at noon central time. 
check us out. And we will be back come hell or high water next week, Monday. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.